Welcome to Style by Mary Michelle, a podcast designed to empower you through personal style. I'm your host, Mary Michelle Nidefer, a master style coach, founder of Style Finder Boutique, and creator of the Style Finder ID system. I'm here to help you know what to wear, how to wear it, and how to get dressed in seven minutes or less. Let's go. Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Style by Mary Michelle podcast. I'm your host, Mary Michelle, and I am excited to share what I'm going to share today because this is something that uh, I have put together over the past few years, and it is called the Empowered Women's Toolbox. I created this because as I have gone through my own journey, I don't know how much I've talked about this, but I am highly sensitive, HSP. I don't know if you have any idea what that means, but I am a highly sensitive person. And <laughs> sometimes it requires a lot to manage my energy, my emotions, how I show up. And especially as I've gotten out to speak on stages or get in front of women to do a podcast or just to be able to operate at the level where I do, there are a lot of things that go into play. And today I wanted to share 13 things in my empowered woman's toolbox, because I've come to find that these are not just things that help me, but these are things that can help women. It's pretty universal. Everybody's different. We all have different needs. I wanted to share these with you today because so many women have asked me about what I do. What's my morning routine? What supplements do I take? How do I eat so well when I'm so busy? And so I wanted to share some things with you today. Uh, We're not going to do a super deep dive into these, but I wanted to share these because I think that they can help you to be able to manage your day, manage your emotions. We all have so much coming at us. And the more tools we have in our toolbox, the better. That's my belief. And I know having certain tools in my toolbox that I have now that I didn't have years ago, I think, oh my gosh, you know, I've come so far. I've grown so much. I've changed so much. And having certain tools in my toolbox is what has really helped me. So I hope that some of these will resonate with you. I don't expect you to do all of these, but I hope that some of these will resonate with you. I would love to hear, you know, if you're already doing some of these, if you already have put some of these into your practice and what really works for you to help you to stay grounded and, um, you know, manage yourself and get through life because it's a journey, right? When all this stuff is coming our way, it can be, it can be a lot. Uh, It can be a whole lot, but my number one tool I don't know if you could call it a tool, but it's on here as a tool, is for me, connection to God. Now, if you don't believe in God, or if you prefer to call it spirit, source, whatever you choose, you do you. I'm not here to judge, but I believe in God, and I feel that my connection to God is my foundation, and it really is the key to living a purpose-filled life, and ways that I connect through God our prayer, meditation, mindfulness. One question I've started asking myself or one word I've started thinking about is love. God is love. And am I being love? Am I showing love? Because I found that when I can really think about that, it changes my perspective. I listened to a podcast recently uh, and someone was talking about when she got to meet Mother Teresa and just how powerful of a woman she was to affect change. And she 
this woman said that just being in Mother Teresa's presence changed her because she was unconditional love. And that's my goal, to be unconditional love. It can be a challenge sometimes. But I find that when I remind myself that, it brings me back. Okay, I need to reframe. Okay, I shouldn't have said that. Okay, this is what I meant. But I've also found that my faith is what carries me through so many things. I ask myself often if this is happening for me and not to me, because God doesn't want anything bad to happen to us. He will take us through challenges and trials and so many different things so that we can grow. And so I've found that as I've gotten older, I ask myself if this is happening to me. I found that if I ask myself if this is happening for me and not to me, how can I see this differently? And my entire perspective will shift. And so that's my number one connection to God, source, spirit, and whatever way works for you. Number two, physical movement. I found I sit in front of my computer a lot, a lot. And some days I'm like, oh, I so need to get out and take a walk. And so I found that moving my body helps to ground me, especially like getting out to taking a walk, uh, getting out on the greenway. We have this beautiful greenway near our home and I love to get out there. It's like, I can just forget where I am. I'm surrounded by nature. Usually we see deer. My son and I saw a beaver one day swimming and building a dam. And it's just a way to connect with nature, to be among these beautiful trees and just feel the energy. It just helps me to connect to myself and feel like, okay, I'm, I am connected to the world around me. Plus it reduces stress. It can increase your feel-good vibes and keep your stamina high. But walking is what works for me, walking in nature, whatever works for you, yoga, spin class, the treadmill, dancing. If you just want to get up and have a dance party. I know that one thing I've learned, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar years ago. And one thing that he says over and over and over is change your state. If you don't like where you are, change your state. And you can do that with a lot of things. Physical movement is powerful. It is a fabulous way to change your state. And so if you're having a bad day, turn the music up, have a dance party, and boom, that will snap you out of a funk in no time flat. But whatever you choose to move physically, and it doesn't have to be going to the gym. It doesn't have to be something that you dread or don't love. Uh, I listened to somebody recently talking about how she'd taken up belly dancing and that was excellent exercise. In fact, I know a few belly dancers and not in public, they don't belly dance in public, but they belly dance for themselves because it's beautiful exercise. It helps them connect to their sensuality and really just helps them to move in a way that feels good for them. Number three, this is a really key one for me and one that I, I just, I really fall back on every single day, nutrition. Nutrition, you are what you eat. And my mantra years ago, I heard the quote, I think it's Hippocrates, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. That is my mantra. That is what I live by. And I tell them my I tell my kids that often. They don't always want to hear it. But I tell them, especially my daughter, she's had some health challenges, especially this year. And I always go back to what are you putting in your body? Because what you're fueling yourself with is what you get back. And if you're fueling yourself with fresh vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, that's going to revitalize you. It's going to give you energy. It's going to empower you to feel good, help your cells refuel, help you fight off 
diseases, help keep you vibrant, help your skin look great. That is one of my biggest skincare secrets is what I eat, truly. But I have become very, very strict about what I eat. And my, my family kids me, but I tell you what, it has changed the game for me because I struggled with some adrenal fatigue years ago. And I realized that there are some things in my diet that could be cleaned up, sugar. I almost never eat sugar. Now, the sugar that I do eat, I put half a pack of raw sugar in my Starbucks coffee every morning. And most days, that is the only sugar I have. Now, I do eat fruit, I, and, but I, use, um, I usually use stevia in my tea. I have a lot of tea. usually use stevia in my uh, tea or in other drinks. But I also, I try to limit sugar. I try to limit alcohol. I love wine. I used to drink a lot more wine. And after having some adrenal issues, my body lets me know, mm, you, can't, you can't do that every day. And really just being mindful when I drink. When I drink, you know, just one glass is all I need. One glass of wine with dinner. It's, I enjoy it. And then I'm good. Fresh juices and smoothies. Now I went through a phase for a couple of years where I would make smoothies every single morning. That was my breakfast. Now I'm more in, I've started making what I call my probiotic oats, probiotic oats, and I'll make oatmeal. I will make them actually with kefir or kefir, however you want to pronounce it, but the fermented milk product. So I make my oats with kefir. I throw in some flaxseed and some water and blueberries and love them. And in fact, I take them with me to go super, super simple. But having a routine like that, I get up in the morning, I make those, I make my tea, even when I'm out of the house super early, I take those with me. I don't have to think about, oh, am I going to stop and get breakfast? What am I going to have? I'm, I'm good. I'm, my body is fueled. My needs have been taken care of. I enjoy what I eat. I actually love what I eat. I really look forward to it. I don't limit myself if there's really something that I want. In fact, I had a cookie last night. It was a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie, but my son was getting some. He loves these cookies. I said, you know what? I really want a cookie. I wanted to treat myself to one cookie, but I eat one and I enjoy it. I savor it and I'm satisfied. I don't need to sit there and eat half a bag. And that's, I think, what's helped me. I've recently lost about almost nine pounds and I don't feel like I've been on a diet. In fact, I don't, there's nothing that's a no-no. There are a lot of things that I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to choose to eat that right now, but you should see what I get to eat. I really lean on fresh vegetables, love vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains. Although I generally am gluten-free, I will allow myself some pasta every once in a while, but I limit it. We made homemade pizza last night or recently last week because my son really wanted to make homemade pizza and it was so good. And I didn't want to deprive myself. Life is not about deprivation. And I am still trying to drop a few pounds, but I'm not on a diet. What I am on is a lifestyle. I will get to my ideal weight, eating the foods that I love to eat and not depriving myself in the process. I love food. I live, well, I'm not going to say I live for food, but I live, I love to eat. I love wine. I love cooking. And so that for me is a, is a pleasure. And when I can find things that are healthy and good, I love figs and camembert cheese and oh, just I'm everything that I eat. I try to really derive some pleasure from that. That's a real source of joy for me. Um, but I cooking and meal prep have become a thing for me. That's part of my routine. 
So that's number three, nutrition. Fuel yourself with food, beverages, things that are going to fuel you and help you be at your peak. Number four, journaling. Journaling is a practice that I've done in different ways over the years. Uh, and so I've got a couple of different types of journals. Um, I do have one, it's a daily gratitude practice where I'll write down three or four things every day, usually at the end of the day, sometimes in the morning, things I'm grateful for. I always start my day with gratitude, um, even if it's just laying in bed, waking up and you know thanking God for another beautiful day, that I'm here, that I'm able to make a difference in the world, that I woke up. For that, I'm grateful. Um, a daily journal. A daily journal could be, you know, here are my thoughts about today. Here's what I'm dealing with. I'm challenged. I, it's interesting because I'm a visual learner and I have read that visual learners process things by speaking them. And sometimes for me, if I don't have somebody to talk to about a certain thing, if I'm, you know, angry at Jim or frustrated with the kids and I'm like, oh, I just need to get it out. It helps me to get it out. And so I do have a journal where it's just basically what I, you know, me dumping out all my emotions, because sometimes if we keep everything trapped, it just, it's negative energy and it can be really hard to work through it. I find that if we just get it out, you know, get it out on the page and then I could tear it up or burn it or <laughs> keep it, reference it, whatever. But what actually a part of, um, I'll tell you something that I've really started to do is journaling. If I'm angry about something or upset or sad about something, putting on paper, writing out my thoughts, I feel really sad or angry or disappointed because blah. And I don't edit myself at all. It's like, this is it, unedited. I don't care what I say. I don't care if I can read my writing. Sometimes it's very scribbly because it's in the moment. I, I'm not gonna go back and read it most likely. Um, or if I do, then, um, you know, I. It, I know what it says. So it doesn't really matter if anybody else can read it, but sometimes I'll go back and I'm going to combine this with number five, energy work. I've started doing some EFT, some tapping, you know, you go through all the different points and reading my thoughts and tapping through that. I feel this because of blah, blah, blah. That has been powerful. And then I have some clearing questions to ask myself that I, I go through, which I'm going to have a whole other segment on that soon, but I have my clearing questions where I go through and I, I do the EFT, but that has helped as well. And then the other type of journal that I, I encourage you to have, and I have is a journal to dream for ideas, for dreams. And I have different journals. I have my travel journal. I have my journal about, you know, my business journal for business ideas where I'll wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I should do this, or I should write an article about this, or shoot reels about this. So that's that. And then I've got my, here are my dreams. Like, here's really what I want to manifest in my life. Here's what I want to, you know, step into. Clothes I want to buy, a, a beach house that I want to buy, a, you know, a car, a place I want to go. Really about travel? Absolutely. So much like, here's where I want to go. And when I go there, here's what I want to check out. And so different, having different types of journals. You don't need to have just one journal. You can have different types. I've got, for some, I've got a couple of different like binders. Um, some I have different pretty little notebooks that I can keep on my bedside table, but that's really helped me in a lot of ways. Number five, energy work. I don't know if you're a believer in energy work, but I got introduced to energy work years ago and it has changed my life. 
I have a couple of different people that I see. And uh, I have a healer here in Raleigh that I go see on a regular basis. She does a practice called a healing touch. Now, energy work can be used in a lot of ways, but I started going, I started seeking this out. I think um, before Jim and I got married, I met a few people who did Reiki and I could feel the power of it. And then as I've gotten older, I've found that when I get out of alignment, a lot of times maybe my chakras are closed or something's going on. And it helps me to get back into alignment, to have my chakras balanced and to help me just be grounded, to help bring me back to center. Like, okay, I've had all this stuff going on, especially in the early years of my marriage uh, with Jim. We had a we had some, <laughs> some challenges with the kids, um, blending a family is not for the faint of heart. And there were some challenges and some very trying moments, you know, with custody battles and just stuff. It all worked out fine. Um, there are still a couple of things that that I wish were a little bit more smooth, but it has helped me to come back to my center, help me just ground myself. But I found that there are a couple of places where I travel to. I go to Asheville usually one, at least once a year. Love Asheville. And there's a great energy worker up there that I go see, and she just is amazing. So we're going to be going in a few weeks, and I look forward to my appointment with her. She She's just incredible. But energy work could be Reiki. It could be healing touch. It could be what I mentioned a few minutes ago, EFT, which is the emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping. And you can Google that. There's some great resources online. Uh, also, body work. Body work is number six. And by body work, I mean things like massage, PT, facials, uh, having a facial done, craniosacral therapy, or acupuncture. I classify all that as body work. I know there are other things that you could throw under there as well, but those are things to me that body work helps you to reduce stress, can help to create balance. Uh, I had a massage this past week and oh, it was great. And actually I treated my daughter to one and she called me and she's like, that is the best massage I've ever had. And it just, it helps you to relax. PT, you know, if you've gone through, you know, had an injury and PT can help you. Uh, just having a facial done really it's you know a lot of times the thing about body work is it's having someone else help to take care of you and that feeling of being pampered that you don't have to worry for an hour or 30 minutes however long it is you are being taken care of your body is being nurtured it can just help to refuel us acupuncture i'm a big believer in acupuncture to help balance everything get everything back in alignment and that can make a big difference all right, number seven, morning routine. Now it's interesting. My morning routine has changed so much over the years. Uh, I used to be a, a big believer. What is it called? Um, I know Robin Sharma talks about the 5 a.m. club or there's the miracle morning. There's so many different ways to think about your morning routine. But it was interesting. I love Robin Sharma and I love the miracle morning guy. Both are great. You know, they talk about doing different things like 10 minutes of exercise and 10 minutes of prayer and 10 minutes of journaling and, and, and different things. And that's great. That works for some people. And I tried that for a while and it was fine, but I just felt like something's missing. And so a couple other women that I, women that I follow, that was a more masculine approach. I found I needed a more feminine spiritual approach. And so um, one of my mentors, I followed her and she would talk about how she would get up in the morning and like light her candles and do her reading and her journaling. And I just thought, you know what, that really resonates with me. 
And so I've started getting up first thing in the morning, no matter what time I get up, 5.30, 5.45, 6 o'clock usually, um, I'll meditate. I've got this beautiful meditation that I do from Rebecca Campbell. It is a, it's called a light sourcing meditation. It's a seven minute meditation. Sometimes I find that I do it after I drop my son off, I'll go sit in the Starbucks parking lot and I'll do my morning routine in the car because I'm like, you know, I've got a busy day. It's a non-negotiable for me. It is a non-negotiable because it sets me up for success. And my morning routine, whether it takes 10 minutes or an hour or however long you have, I will say some days on the weekends, my morning routine kind of morphs into getting that early morning work done when I'm still in my pajamas and drinking my tea. And I might sit at my dining table for a couple of hours and I'm perfectly happy. And Jim looks at me like, what are you, are you still doing your morning routine? I'm like, mm -hmm, don't bother me <laughs> because that's my sacred time. So I start typically start off with a med meditation. I sometimes do breath work, which is powerful. Breath work can be amazing. Something I've recently discovered. There are a couple of apps out. I've got an app. It's just called breath work. And then I know a woman that, um, that I've, discovered recently her name is sam skelly she has a breathwork app i don't remember what it's called but she has sort of a different approach um really powerful though she's got a whole book about it breathwork is life-changing it is life -changing. even jim is into doing some breathwork and the realizing the power of breath we when again i'm going to talk about tony robbins years ago when we went to see tony robbins we got to meet um this or not meet but see hear speak I can't remember his name, but he's called the Iceman. And he is famous for his breath work. He teaches breath work now, but he tells this amazing story of, you know, he used to go swimming in these like icy temperatures. And it was his breath that helped to regulate his body temperature, that he could get into these icy temperatures and swim across this lake. And people started asking him, how are you doing this? What are you doing? But if you've ever taken yoga, you know, the uh, Ujjayi Pranayama, your um, breath of fire or not the breath of fire, but your your breath, that your breathing that you do in yoga that can build heat in your body. I know I employ that sometimes if I'm really cold or sometimes when I'm stressed or there's the Kundalini, the breath of fire, which breath is powerful. Breath is life, really. And so when you can do breath work, you can energize yourself, you can relax yourself, you can alleviate anxiety. Highly, highly recommend breath work. Prayer. Prayer is a part of my morning routine. Journaling, often. Now, I will say one thing that I do every single morning is I write down my goals. Not my goals for the day, but my goals for my my current goals here's what i want to achieve in my business here's what i want to do with my podcast here's what here's a beach house i want to buy which i actively want to buy a beach house and i've been working on that and just you know trying to find the exact right one it's it's going to happen very soon but here's what i want here's when i want to have it by so it's a smart goal it is time limited it's measurable um, I can't remember exactly what the SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, um, it stands for something, but a SMART goal basically is it has a time limit, it's measurable, so you can say, yes, I, I hit this goal by this, um, this date, uh, and then I, it has a date attached to it, so I know here's my goal by X date, this is what I, I want to have happen, so that's usually my form of journaling in the morning. Uh, and I carry my journal. I have, I printed out a sheet. It's, it's called the bold, beautiful, badass 
boss babe on the front, I have a binder. I have my little sheets. So I put one in every single day. And that way I don't have to carry around the whole thing with 365 pages. I'll take them out and just throw them away. I'm like, okay, you know, it's already messages already been sent. It's been put down on paper. I don't need to keep all that. And so sometimes it's nice to go back and look at, oh, what were my goals last month? But I'm not going to keep all those. So it helps me to be more efficient. I can throw it in the, in the car, but, and I also have a pocket where I keep this list, my empowered woman's toolbox or tools. So if I need a reminder and some other things in there to, to help keep me on track, um, stretching. Sometimes I do stretching. Sometimes I don't not always as good about it as I should be affirmations. Now affirmations are powerful. I do them sometimes when I think about it. a lot of times I'll do them in the car. If I'm feeling a certain way and I need to snap out of it, I'll just, you know, I'll, I've got some affirmations. I say to myself, I am powerful. I am, you know, whatever I am beautiful today. I am going to make a difference for somebody today. I, you know, just helping to shift your energy and redirect affirmations changed my entire life years ago. I went from saying some really, really negative affirmations. I am, you know, all sorts of stuff. I'm too fat. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. To now, you know, to really shifted that, to be able to affirmations of appreciation. I am so grateful now that I have hands to hold my daughter. I am so grateful for my hair because I've been very blessed I am so grateful for my smile. I have a beautiful smile. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am worthy. I am et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Always a good thing. And when you, you can say them out loud, you can say them to yourself over and over and over, especially if you're not feeling it. If you wake up one day and you're just not feeling it, just start with some affirmations. That will snap you out of a funk in a minute. And visualization. A lot of times I'll do the visualization along with the journaling with my goals. I can visualize myself with this beautiful beach house at Polly's Island and et cetera, et cetera. And visualize myself there, my family there. What are we doing? We're on the beach. We're taking a walk. We're going to my favorite restaurants down there. What, you know, going to wine country, going to, you know, Italy. Italy is high up on my list right now. And next year we're going to get there. Um, but what are we, what do we do when we get there and imagine myself walking on the streets and what am I wearing and what is the weather like, and what does it feel like? And just really feeling into that vibration. It's, it's a powerful morning routine. And sometimes I'll, I'll do all, I, I rarely do all of these at once. I'll do, you know, I have specific things on here that I do every day, but your morning routine is what works for you. If you want to incorporate exercise into your morning routine, go for it. It is whatever works for you. But I've found that having a morning routine and not getting on my phone first thing in the morning sets me up for success. Now, I have moments where I will get on my phone, but I have to do certain things first. And when I have done X, Y, and Z, then I can pick up my phone. It's not an automatic. Yes, I use the alarm on my phone, but I don't sit there and scroll. I don't lay in bed and procrastinate. And I'm not judging anybody who does. That doesn't work for me doesn't work for me. I wake up and I just feel crappy when I do that. So I've found that having a morning routine, getting up first thing, meditating first thing, you know, writing out my goals sets me up for success. Number eight, music. Music is another way to change your state, but it is a powerful force that can motivate you, inspire you, lift you up, help you to snap out of a rut and put some fun in an otherwise boring day. Play music. 
when you need a lift. One of my mentors recently, she was talking about how she listens to gospel music. I'm like, mm, love gospel music. Never really thought to listen to it. I've got some really, I've got my work, what I call my workout blast playlist that I listen to when I work out, but also when I need to be amped up, when I'm like, yeah, I need some energy. I'll get up, I'll have my own little dance party, and it just shifts the energy. Music is powerful for relaxing. Having your go-to music to just signal all is well in the world. I am a huge, huge, huge Miles Davis fan. Those who know me well know that I love Miles Davis. Kind of Blue is kind of like the most amazing album ever. And every song on there is just like butter. I love that album. I fell in love with Miles Davis back in the 90s, I believe. And I remember when I was a designer, we would go to New York a lot and we would find ourselves in LaGuardia Airport a lot. And if you've ever been to LaGuardia, it's changed a little bit, but I remember that <laughs> pretty much every time we'd have a flight, it would be delayed. And I remember, and a lot of times at a certain time of year when we were going, a lot of times it would be because of weather, thunderstorms, whatever. And I remember that part of my routine there and how music really helped me was when we would get to the terminal, we'd get checked in and then we'd get to our gate and we'd find out, okay, your flight's on time. Now I can go relax. Now, I don't know what it was. I don't eat hamburgers very often, but the woman that I used to travel with, she and I, uh, Darlene, this beautiful woman that used to work with me, she and I would go sit at this restaurant and have a hamburger and a beer. And then I would listen to Miles Davis after that. Like when we got on the plane, like that was my routine. Ham have a hamburger, have a beer, like all is well in the world. And then Miles Davis, once I got on the plane was like, we are good to go. I don't know what it was, but there's something very soothing. Blue into green is probably my favorite, but that is like, ah, like that just grounds me. Go listen to it. If you've never listened to Miles Davis, I highly recommend it. He is, was masterful and just it, nothing short of incredible. So music can just transform you, transport you, transform your day, transform your mood, find what you love or try something new. You know, I, I listen to so much different music. I love opera or French music. I love Italian dinner music. I love Frank Sinatra. I love, um, gosh, so much. I, I won't go into that. <laughs> One day, maybe I'll include a playlist. But whenever you need a lift, you need to calm down. You need to shift how you feel. Music really sets the tone. It sets the tone, creates a mood, and can use it you can use it to enhance an experience or you can use it to bring yourself back to another experience number nine your support system we all need to surround ourselves with people who can help us support us love us through all the good the bad and the ugly and when you can surround yourself with family with friends with mentors who pump you up who soothe you who help you get back on your feet when you're feeling flat we all have those moments. Something doesn't go your way. Something happened that you were counting on. You just wake up feeling sad, emotional, depressed, or you might wake up excited and you just want somebody to share it with. Who is your support system that you go back to and that you are lifted up by? So your support system makes a difference. Number 10, media. What are you consuming? Think about this. Whatever it is you are consuming, if you're an avid watcher of the news, 
uh, what you read on in your books, magazines, podcasts you listen to, that is going to affect you. Now, as a highly sensitive person, I'm very, very affected by what I consume. I do not watch the news. I live with a husband who keeps up with everything or my son, they, they are the source of most of my news. There's something that happens. I find out about it. I am on social media. If there's something happening that I need to know about, I'll find out about it. But for me to sit there and watch the news, I have ended up in tears more times than I want to count over things that the newscasters are just sharing like everyday occurrences. It just breaks my heart. And I just can't, I just can't do that. But when you can find things that inspire you to be a better version of yourself, whatever you're listening to, reading, surrounding yourself with, I invite you to find something that lifts you up, that inspires you in some way to be more of who you are or to learn something or do something different. Because when you can do that, when you can grow, it just helps to enrich your life in so many ways. You want something that nourishes both your mind and feeds your soul. I know for me, when it comes to reading, you know, one thing I love to read, cookbooks. Cookbook. I will sit or literally sit down and read a cookbook. And I have a couple of friends who do that as well. So I know I'm not alone, but I got this beautiful Italian cookbook recently. And just to sit and read the stories and look at the pictures makes me feel like I'm there. And then I'm reading about these beautiful customs or how they, you know, in Italy, they have these, um, all these amazing aperitif drinks. In fact, it inspired me to try an Aperol spritz for the first time. So I went out and bought all the ingredients last weekend and made myself my very first Aperol spritz. But it's a way to transport ourselves, even if, you know, with COVID, with other things, if we're not able to get out and travel or do the things we want to do, that's the next best thing. Read about it, live vicariously, enjoy someone else's journey or bring part of it into your own home. That's what I love. I went through a phase during COVID where I would get out my French cookbooks or my Italian cookbooks or my Mexican cookbooks, and we would have French night with the dishes, and then I'd dress for it and play the music. And my family, I thought I was crazy, but I'm like, you know what? Y'all just have to indulge me. And I have to admit, they, they did enjoy it. And it just helps you to have a sense of something different. It's not just the same old day-to-day, every day. Number 11, elegant acceptance, elegant acceptance. I remember years ago when my daughter was going through some therapy, she, we learned the term, she, we were, it was a group therapy. We learned the term radical acceptance and radical acceptance to me is very harsh. <laughs> radical acceptance is basically like, it is what it is and you just have to accept it. Elegant acceptance to me is more about choosing to accept it. Radical acceptance seemed very forced. I like the term elegant acceptance because it's like you're choosing to just elegantly embrace whatever is happening right now as much as you may not like it. And it helps it has helped me to go from feeling like the victim to feeling like the victor. I'm choosing. I may not like this, but I am choosing to accept it and see it as something that's happening for me and not to me. And that allows me to become victorious. That allows me to win in this situation. And I have found that this has helped me so much. Radical acceptance to me was more than what I wanted to think about. But elegant acceptance is when you just found out that 
the house you wanted got sold to somebody else. You really wanted that. You could visualize it in your mind. You could see your family enjoying meals in front of the fireplace and playing in the backyard. And you knew it was meant to be yours. And you find out somebody else got it. You can elegantly choose to accept it and think that, okay, this is happening for me and not to me. This just means there's something better. Elegantly accepting is when you get to choose to embrace something because you know it's, it's for you. It's not against you. It's not meant to hurt you. It's happening for you and you get to see it differently. That it will change how you perceive so many things. I used to go through life being the victim. Everything happened to me, everything. This was a game changer for me. Everything was happening to me. Somebody said something, oh, she doesn't like me. Oh, they don't like, you know, it was all about me. That's just my wiring, my upbringing, my, how I am. And elegant acceptance has helped me to see, okay, you know what? Maybe that person's just not meant to be in my life. Maybe I'm not meant to be invited to that party. Maybe I'm not meant to have that house. Maybe I'm not meant to go on that trip. For me, it's turned out that, you know, things happen for a reason. All right, number 12, supplements. I am a huge believer in supplements. Now, one disclaimer, please do not take anything that I talk about without consulting your doctor first. I, I take a lot of different supplements and things that I have chosen to take um, have helped me to boost my energy, overcome stress, maintain health, you know, fight hot flashes. Um, increase my just stamina, help my digestion, help my skin look great. There are supplements out there for everything, but I encourage you don't take anything because I say so, you know, do your research, do your homework, talk with your doctor. I really, I, I have seen several holistic practitioners and they have really been instrumental in some of the um, supplements that I take. And by supplements, it can include vitamins, minerals, adaptogens. I don't know, you may or may not have heard of adaptogens, but there are substances that can help you to adapt to stress, that can help your body just, you know, function more smoothly. Um, botanical medicinals. We actually sold some of these in the boutique over the holidays, and I loved them. Uh, a couple of things that we sold, reishi mushrooms, and <laughs> they're not magic mushrooms, trust me. Uh, we had this amazing mocha mushroom um, mix that you could put in hot water or your tea or your coffee or your hot chocolate or make hot chocolate with it. And they were things that promoted longevity, good health, brain function. A lot of the botanical medicinals are great for your brain function, for cognitive abilities, memory, things like that, stress relief, which all help us in the modern world. And so I invite you to do your research, talk with your practitioner. I talk with both my Eastern doctor and my Western doctor about what I'm taking. And I've, I've come to find like this great balance. And I have my own little kit that I put daily. I have my morning supplements and my evening supplements. And I do not miss a day. I don't miss a day. I take those religiously because they help me to function properly. They help me to stay refueled. And I've even gotten Jim. He takes all these. He used to kid me about, oh, you're taking all these things. And he takes more than I do now. It's kind of funny. 
Um, but find things that fuel you, that speak to your challenges. I started having some hot flashes a while back and started taking, I think it was black cohosh. They're not 100% gone, but they're 95% gone. And it helped me to function better, to sleep better. So there are a lot of great things out there um, to help handle stress, menopause, sexual dysfunction, cognitive dysfunction, or improve your cognitive abilities, memory, as well as energy and all, all, the, all the good things. And so think about what you're taking. Think about if, if your diet is lacking in something. Are you not eating as many fresh vegetables? You know, maybe some vitamins and supplements would, be, would benefit you in some way. So, but do your homework, do your research, talk with your doctors and see what's right for you. Number 13, this is my last one, power clothes, power pieces, as I like to call them. And I actually had a couple podcast interviews with not one, but two women who referenced power clothes, power pieces. And they both, without me saying anything about it, this has been on my list for years, but having those pieces in your closet that you can fall back on, that make you feel like a badass, boost your confidence, pull yourself up when you need an edge. In fact, one of the women I I've, um, spoke with recently, she was talking about going through a difficult divorce, having to make appearances in court. And she got up and she dressed herself to the nines with her power closed. And she got in that courtroom and she was taken seriously. She said she walked in there with so much confidence and she got the result she wanted because part of your clothes and I could do, I, I will do a whole episode on this at some point, but part of the whole thing with clothes, I tell my clients, clothes are not the most important thing. However, they are an excellent tool because on days where you wake up and you're not feeling beautiful, maybe you've gained weight, you're down on yourself, whatever, put on something that makes you feel like a badass. And I tell you what, you will shift your energy like nobody's business. When you see, yes, I am beautiful. Yes, I look amazing today. And you walk out the door with that attitude, your entire day will change. People will stop and notice. They're going to be like, man, she's got it going on. And you'll just know what? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So power pieces. Your power pieces could be, maybe it's a power jacket. Maybe it's a kick-ass pair of boots. Maybe it's a pair of jeans that fit you like a second skin and make your butt look good. Maybe it's jewelry that makes you feel supercharged, like a big, I know um, one woman I know, she's got this big wide bracelet. I wear some of those sometimes too. And they kind of, oh yeah, it's like my Wonder Woman bracelet. But I, I have someone um, that I'm friendly with. She's got this big bracelet and she calls it her Wonder Woman bracelet. She puts that on and she's like, yes, like I am woman, hear me roar. It just helps her to connect with her inner badass and feel the confidence that exudes from that. And that changes her whole day. That changes how women relate to her, how her husband relates to her, how she relates to herself. And you can imagine how, what a difference in her day that's going to make. So these are all 13 tools in my empowered woman's toolbox. Number one, connection to God, spirit, or source. Number two, physical movement. Number three, nutrition. Number four, journaling. Number five, energy work. Number six, body work. Number seven, your morning routine. Number eight, music. Number nine, your support system. Number 10, media. Number 11, elegant acceptance. Number 12, supplements. And number 13, power clothes. 
Ladies, I hope this has helped you to put at least one more tool in your toolbox to get through your day, to boost your confidence, to feel more unstoppable, to feel like the amazing, beautiful, incredible woman you are, and to help you get through your day with ease. I want you to live your beautiful life and feel your beautiful best. And I hope these have given you some things to think about. I would love for you to follow me over on Instagram at style by Mary Michelle. Send me a DM. Let me know which of these spoke to you. And if you don't agree with something, if you don't like with something, take what works for you. This is not meant, this is not a one size fits all approach. These are simply things that have worked for me over the years. And I have found in conversations with my clients, I have shared a lot of these and it has helped a lot of women. So I encourage you to take what works, leave the rest. Let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you try something and it makes a difference for you. And I will see you on the next episode. Have a beautiful day. Mwah. Thanks for tuning in to Style by Mary Michelle, where women come to get dressed in seven minutes or less. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Style by Mary Michelle and shop our boutique at shopstylefinder.com for the best in upscale casual apparel. Better yet, if you're in the Raleigh area, come see us. We're located in the North Hills Shopping Center, the premier shopping district in Midtown Raleigh. For details and links mentioned in this episode, be sure to see the show notes. Have a beautiful week.